You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking Rates and Lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, everyone. This is Rico Mohammed coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And this is the Rates and Lanes podcast. Tonight, we are going to go over the DAT trend line report and also the USDA uh, truck market report. We have a special guest online tonight that's going to share with us some very valuable information. So we want to stay tuned and listen to that. If you uh, have any questions, if we can help you out in any way or any fashion, if you got any questions about any particular lanes, uh, rates on those particular lanes, you can go ahead and press the number one. That'll put you in the queue, and we'll get to you and try to ask, get your question answered most expeditiously. But without any further ado, we're going to jump right into the DAT trend lines report for this week, April 12th through the 18th. National average rates drifted down again last week, losing two cents for vans and three cents each for flatbeds and reefers as a national average. A portion of the change was due to declining fuel surcharges. And we're going to go directly into the U.S. fan segment, U.S. fan demand and capacity for April 12th through the 18th. There were 2.8% fewer van loads available last week and 4.1% more trucks compared to the previous week. The national load to truck ratio declined 6.6%.1 to 2.9 loads per truck. And as I stated before, when you're dealing with dry vans, or according to the DAT trend lines report, when, when their truck load-to-truck ratio dips below three for dry vans, I found that three is kind of the magic number for a dry box to kind of put you at a uh, from an average to an above-average state of, of a negotiating position. Once it dips below three, uh, you become, you, you are the bottom side of the negotiating position. You don't have as much strength on your negotiating power. Um, so you have to, you know, one, one little indicator to kind of help you out with reading these DAD trend line reports, just some stuff that I've, uh, experienced that I've gained over the years of, of monitoring this report and bringing this information to you guys. Um, Right here, it says that the March demand is up 50% compared with February load availability. And March was up 50%, capacity added 14%. Load-to-truck ratio averaged 3.4 in March, a 32% increase for the month. The ratio was down 37% compared to the extreme demand of March 2014. So that talks about the National Van Demand and Capacity Report. Let's go and take a look and see what the van rates did for the previous week. And the national average rate for van slipped another two cents to $1.89 per mile. The line haul rate and average fuel surcharge declined one cent. The average van rate for the month of March rose five cents compared to February. The total rate was down 17 cents compared to March of 2014 due to the $0.19 cent drop in the fuel surcharge. Quickly, we will take a trip around the country to see what rates are doing. And out of the Northeast Corridor, we show Philadelphia reporting $1.79 miles. $1.79 is the, uh, is the average rate in the Northeast Corridor. 
$1.97 is the average rate per mile out of the southeast corridor. That's Atlanta checking in. Philadelphia with that northeast corridor. I apologize. And coming out of the Midwest, we show an average of $2.02 per mile on average coming out. Moving into the south central region of the United States, Dallas reports $1.73 per mile on average for drive vans. And the West Coast swing wraps up the DAT trend line report as far as the rates concerned. And they are setting the high watermark out of Los Angeles, showing an average of $2.14 per mile uh, as of last week for drive vans. Moving right along into the flatbed demand segment of the report for April 12th to the 18th, flatbed load availability was steady last week, down only 0.6%, while capacity recovered 3.7%. The resulting load-to-truck ratio slipped 5.4% from 22.3 to 21.1 loads per truck for flatbeds. Low volume for flatbeds rose 40.3% in March, while capacity held steady up 0.2% compared to February. That pushed the flatbed load-to-truck ratio from 11.7 to 6.3. I mean, I'm sorry, 16.3, a 40% increase month over month. The ratio is 56.3% off from March of 2014, when extreme weather led to an atypical high demand back in 2014. Um, moving right on along to U.S. flatbed rates for the week of April 12th through the 18th, the national average rate for flatbeds dropped $0.03 cents last week to $2.20 per mile on average. The decline was in the line haul rate only. The few surcharge was unchanged for flatbeds. So, once again, going around the country, we show the high water mark being set up in the northeast corridor coming out of Harrisburg. Shows a $3.59 per mile average for flatbeds. Atlanta checks in at $2.52 per mile on average, representing the southeast. Moving into the Midwest, Rock Island shows a $2.74 per mile average. Coming out of the South Central region, Houston, Texas checks in at $2.23 per mile for flatbeds. And Phoenix, Arizona wraps up the West Coast swing, coming in at $1.71 per mile on average. And we'll move quickly right on into the U.S. reefer demand. Demand for reefers lost another 3.9% last week in capacity added. 3.7%. The load-to-truck ratio slipped 7.3% from 6.3 to 5.9 loads per truck. Reefer load availability increased 25.9% in March and capacity added 9.1% compared to February. The resulting load-to-truck ratio rose 15.4% to 7.7%. From 7.7 to 8.9 compared to the extreme weather-related demands of March 2014, the ratio fell 41.8% year over year. And I'm starting to see uh, with uh, the other trucks that I added on as far as the reefer is, is concerned with the rates and also with the demand, it definitely is, is can tell a big difference from this year, this time last year, and this time this year. It, it's almost night and day. So you have to kind of make adjustments on that on the fly. And with, I know everybody's kind of complaining about 
you know, we're not getting the same uh, fuel surcharge, but, you know, we have to make adjustments in our operating costs to make sure that we uh, uh, can st- still run a real profitable program uh, for our operation. Um, I've noticed that my fuel cost has really dropped down dramatically as well, but it's still uh, kind of, you kind of get spoiled by getting those higher rates that we was getting last year. Well, speaking of rates, let's go into the rate report for the DAT. The national average rate for reefers declined three cents to 2012 cents per mile last week. The average line haul rate lost two cents and the future surcharge dropped one cent. March reefer rates rose five cents. Reefer rates rose in five cents in March compared to February average at a $2.15 per mile. The total rate is 10 cents lower than it was in March of 2014. Yeah, like I was just saying. And um, quickly across the country, we're going to check in in the northeastern corridor. Elizabeth, New Jersey shows a $1.95 per mile average. Lakeland, Florida represents the southeastern uh, version of the report, shows a $1.72 per mile on average. Green Bay, Wisconsin checks in at $2.71 per mile on average, representing the Midwest. Texas shows $2.11 representing that south-central region of the United States. And the West Coast swing wraps up for reefers showing a $2.06 per mile average coming out of the West Coast, coming out of Fresno. And that, ladies and gentlemen, pretty much wraps up the DAT report. I will uh, try to get links posted up for this on social media so that uh, you can all have access to it. And remember, always, you can check the Rakes and Lane page on Facebook, and we try to make sure we try to get all these links and uh, also the links for the podcast, the recordings of the podcast up on that page as well. And if you have any specific questions or anything that we might be able to help you out with, that's a great place to uh, go to to put your questions and your comments and remarks. It's up on the uh, Rakes and Lane podcast uh, Facebook page. Moving quickly right along to this USDA truck rate report, um, I, I offer this as well. I'm going to try to put links up for this, but you know, especially right now when we're starting to go through a little bit of the produce season, uh, produce is starting to heat up a little bit. Um, you can kind of use this information off the USDA report as well to kind of um, help validate some of the information that you're seeing, whether it be from the different reports that you may get from your your load boards that you, if you're utilizing. I always try to utilize all the information that you can get your hands on. And every load board uh, pretty, much, pretty much puts out uh, some information that you can utilize to kind of, you know, gauge the winds of where the market is headed. But this USDA report is a great way to uh, kind of help validate some of this information. Now, the only thing that about this USDA report that i got to extend a little word of caution about is the rates that they show on the USDA report is uh, I think that they are a little fluffed. Uh, some might say a lot fluffed. Um, some of the rates that they show on here are astronomical, and uh, and I, if you're dealing with a broker uh, and you're not uh, going direct, I very highly doubt you're going to be able to squeeze out the rates that they're representing on here. So just always make you know keep in mind that you need to understand what your operating costs are and what your uh, profit and loss margins are when it comes to doing loads and, and, you know, of course, don't take any load that's going to be, uh, that's, that's not going to be profitable or benefit you in your operation. But with that being said, um, there are only one, two, three places in the entire United States that is showing a slight shortage on this week's USDA report. Those three places are 
Aristotle County, Maine, Eastern North Carolina with sweet potatoes, New York, and this is saying that this is the last report for New York moving onions out of uh, upstate New York. Everywhere else in the country that has some type of uh, um, produce or fruit and vegetable movement is showing adequate supplies of trucks and places that you might want to avoid that are showing slight surpluses in trucks is uh, South District, California, San Luis Valley, Colorado, Minnesota, North Dakota um, is also represented as showing a slight surplus. Everywhere else shows uh, a nice, adequate supply of trucks. So um, usually we like to try to target those places that have the slight shortages and places with shortages. I'll get links posted up for this. If you have any questions about this, you know, you can feel free to uh, go to the Racing Lane Podcast uh, page on Facebook, and we'll try to help you out as best, as best we can. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, um, remember, you can always press 1 if you want to get in the queue to uh, ask a question, but with that said, we're going to bring on our special guest tonight, and tonight we're bringing to you a special guest that uh, is representing the National Minority Truckers Association. They have an event coming up, and um want to think it would be beneficial for everyone to find out about it, so with that said, we're going to bring on the CEO of the National Minority Truckers Association, Mr. Kevin Reed, and let's see if we can get Mr. Reed up. Uh, Kevin, you with me? Yeah, Rico, how are you? I'm good, and yourself? I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's my pleasure. I wanted to give, give you a chance, give an opportunity. I know you got the uh, top expo coming up here on May the 2nd. Um, want to just maybe give you an opportunity, maybe you can give everyone a brief a brief background on yourself, and, uh, and then we can talk about a little bit what you have to offer with this top program. Absolutely. Uh, as you know, I'm the founder and CEO of the National Minority Trucking Association. Uh, we are the first and only organization in the U.S. that represents the interests of minority truckers. Primary focus is minority women and veteran-owned businesses, uh, creating opportunities, education, and assistance and resources for anyone that's looking to come into the industry, advance, and build businesses. Uh, ultimately, we like to say we're a one-stop shop. And our claim to fame is we try to take our members by the hand and walk them to success uh, from start to finish uh, and, and ultimately in trying to build more viable and, and meaningful and successful businesses in the trucking industry. So we do a lot of people that have aspirations to, you know, start with one truck and build fleets. And we assist with uh, training, development, education, and opening doors for big opportunities that will allow them to be able to bid on contracts via many of the supplier diversity programs throughout the country that uh, corporate America has set aside business for uh, minority companies. So uh, that's a, a small portion of what we do. It would probably take me a few days to, to go through it all, and I'm sure we can talk about some of that more in detail. And, uh, and yeah, I'm sorry, and, and also... Yeah, and, and, and in regards to the Top Expo, the, the whole idea behind the Expo, we've branded it the Top Expo. It's a Truckers Opportunity Expo. And unlike many of the other events in the industry, uh, we know that truckers, uh, you know, it's not a truck show. It is an event to allow truckers to get connected to opportunities and resources that they need to uh, further their careers and businesses. Uh, we're going to have a panel discussion on how to get bids and contracts with corporate America. 
uh, attending uh, that panel and participating in that panel will be representatives from Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, uh, UPS, and Georgia Power. Uh, We're going to also have sessions on uh, access to capital, uh, benefits. Uh, We're going to have recruiters, uh, brokers, uh, business services, legal services, software, accounting, uh, you know, e- equipment providers, and so on. We're trying to make make this event an annual event that will allow truckers each year to come and make the right connections. Too often, uh, people in the trucking industry uh, don't have the opportunity to network uh, and, and, you know, have those opportunities to, to make the right connections and shake hands. I always say that, you know, people do business with people they know and with people they like. So we want to be able to give truckers the opportunities to make those connections and find out what they want to do in the industry and learn about, you know, where they need to go and who they need to see in order to make those things happen. So this is our first inaugural event. Uh, we're going to look to maybe triple it next year and, and let it get bigger and better each year and something that truckers will be able to look forward to uh, coming to Atlanta, making connections, networking with each other, as well as networking with other professionals in the industry. We've got some great corporate partners and vendors that are going to be participating and coming out as well. Okay, so would they have an opportunity at this top expo to also meet with potential uh, potential um, shippers and, and things of that nature? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we're going to have uh, some of the largest brokers actually going to be in attendance uh, and some of those corporations that we talked about as well. So there are, you know, n- numerous opportunities to make those connections, as I said, make connections with brokers and other services that they need. It is a free event. Um, they can uh, register on our website or on our Facebook page. There's a link there. They can go to minoritytruckers.com and come out and register. It's open to all truckers, uh, logistics professionals, uh, and we encourage everybody in the industry to come out and, and, and attend the event and network and, uh, you know, get to learn about, uh, you know, access to all the things that are needed. Uh, when we're going to have uh, other training classes on starting and maintaining a successful trucking business and introduction of freight brokering and, uh, you know, really just making those connections, those industry connections. So, again, it is free, and uh, all they have to do is register. And that's going to be at the Cobb Gallery, right. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be at the Cobb yeah, Gallery. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we're going to give you a chance. Yeah, we're going to give you a chance. Uh, want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to know that know exactly what that is. Uh, Kevin Rutherford, he's holding his uh, CMC event. It's going to be um, all of the following week. Uh, starts and actually starts on uh, Monday. Uh, that that following Monday Great. after the uh, top expo. But um, for everyone that may not may not have an uh, opportunity to make it to the CMC, uh, and then may, if you may be passing through the Atlanta area uh, during that weekend, and it, it'd be a great opportunity to maybe stop in. What are the times that the uh, that, that it starts, and what time does it does it wrap up? Yeah, it's from nine to four. Uh, we're, you know, from from nine a.m. to four p.m. We're also uh, having one of our partners who is a. Uh, uh, tire manufacturers going to we're going to be doing a draw and we're going to give away a, a couple of free tires as well. So somebody's going to be lucky enough to put a couple of new steer tires on, on their trucks, and we're going to have some other giveaways uh, from some corporate partners as well. Cool, cool. And like I said, even though you represent the National Minority Truckers Association, this is not this is not something specifically just for minorities. This is open for all truckers uh, alike. Is that correct? Uh, absolutely. 
Absolutely, absolutely. This is for all truckers, and uh, you know we've got people coming in from as far as California. We've got people coming in from uh, as far north as Detroit, Florida, Savannah, from around the southeast. Uh, so it, it is an event that is open to all truckers. All truckers need opportunities. All truckers need to make connections. So we're opening this up to, as I said, to be the event that's about the truckers themselves and allowing them to to make connections and to network. And uh, that that's what it's about. I had one of our corporate partners said, well, great, we could bring a truck down. And I said, no, this is not a truck show. There's enough of those out there. We want to make this about networking and getting opportunities. And that's why we branded it the Truckers Opportunity Expo. So uh, looking forward to having a good time and, uh, and getting the chance to, to meet so many of the members and uh, truckers that I've had the pleasure of speaking to uh, from all over the country. So if, if someone was interested in maybe joining on, linking up with the uh, National Minority Struggle Association, is there a membership fee associated? And if there is, what do, what do they get in exchange for their membership fees? That's a good question. We have several levels of membership. We have uh, one for students, uh, which is for those that are interested in coming into the industry or those that are in CDL school. Uh, it's only $25 a year. Uh, we have a general membership for uh, drivers and owner-operators, which is $55 a year. We have a carrier membership, uh, which is for those that have three or more units that are building their carrier. Uh, and we have the non-driving industry professional for freight brokers and other uh, industry professionals that are looking to get connected with the organization, and that's uh, 205. And primarily, we go through, take our members through a process of, one, introducing them to the association, showing them how to get access to the various different benefits that we have to offer, which are numerous. As I said, we are a one-stop shop. We provide everything from legal assistance, accounting, uh, you know, uh, benefits for those that don't have health benefits, uh, credit repair, uh, equipment partners, finance partners, and we're adding more. I'm constantly having meetings and negotiating with corporate partners to provide great discounts in products and services, technology, software, taxes, 2290s, you name it, uh, we've got it. Um, and we uh, you know, understand where our members are currently and where they want to be. Everyone has a dream or a goal to, to get somewhere further than where they are right now. So when we're able to understand that and document that, we then take them through a step-by-step process of putting together typically their business. If, if they want to you know, come, become from a company driver to an owner-operator, well, we understand what their challenges are and we assist them with accomplishing that goal. Someone says, hey, I want to start my business, but I don't know how. I don't know where to start. We will take a look and help them with naming their business, doing a business plan, uh, you know, incorporating the company, uh, you know, bank account, uh, you know, um, you know, setting up the, the, the operation structure, uh, channeling them to the right educational courses, uh, putting together that operations and then building the business, acquiring equipment. If there's a stumbling block, well, I have a credit challenge and I, I can't finance equipment. Well, we have one of the best companies in the country that will assist in that area. And then we just make sure based on, uh, you know, one of the things I've seen in the industry is uh, some of the traditional educational programs that have been available are kind of a one-size-fits-all. Everybody doesn't learn and move at the same pace. Everybody's not at the same financial point in their life. Uh, so we identify how we can move according to an individual's budget and, uh, and at their pace. So we move them along and just make sure that the assistance is there, the consulting is there, 
and the resources are there and make sure that they're able to connect to everything that they need along the way and putting that together, whether it be putting together a website, marketing materials, content. Uh, and once we kind of move them through the process, then we can introduce them to the corporate opportunities that are out there. Uh, you know, we're, we're able to walk them into some of the opportunities with some of the large corporations that we've partnered with that are looking for minority women and veteran-owned uh, carriers to come and bid on contract opportunities. But historically, uh, most small carriers don't have capacity, nor do they have the education and training to qualify for those opportunities. Uh, as, as I was said many years ago, and I know from experience, they don't give away big contracts to one truck, two truck operations. So we have to uh, help our members to, to be able to scale their businesses up and understand how to manage and run that business in order to be able to qualify and achieve their ultimate goals, which is you know typically building something for their own families, uh, building opportunities to, to build something that they could pass on to their children or to another generation. I mean, ultimately, that's the American dream. Uh, that's where everybody wants to be. And, you know, more often than not, most truckers come in with that dream, but historically there's no place to go to get the type of hands-on training and, and consulting that it requires to get there and without beating people over the head for every little penny along the way. So, you know, we try to protect our members against the vultures in the industry because, I've seen uh, truckers for years, and we know this is, you know, just a regular part of the industry, just constantly being taken advantage of. Uh, you know, I always say we pay for what we don't know, and sometimes that lack of knowledge and information, uh, people are taking advantage of that, and we try to protect truckers against that. So that's kind of what we do, and, and that's our, our primary focus. Wow, yeah, and you said a mouthful in, in, in your statements there, because... Um, one of the main things that, that we try to do with, uh, you know, with the, the entire Less Truck team is, you know, we're kind of on a mission to try to make the transportation industry a better place. And um, and, and like I say, from the, from the different things, from, you know, the different snake oil salesmen that are out there just trying to make money off of different type of fuel additives that don't really do anything for your truck to, uh, to, to you know, the guys that are just out there selling, uh, uh, you know, giving advice on uh, how to run uh, uh, illegal uh different types of illegal services that are out there that, that they, they try to pass off as legitimate services. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, no, a, it's, I, a, it's a really a, a tough minefield to negotiate. Absolutely. And, and it's so prevalent. I mean, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've been beaten up by the industry uh, before I was ever successful. I, I went through all the issues, and I've got the scars to prove that. So uh, I know, and, and, and the reason, and that's one of the things that inspired me to do what we do as an organization is to make sure that our members aren't taken advantage of. And we always say, before you do anything, call us and, and let us help, and let us negotiate, and let us provide. Uh, those services and, and resources, uh, because we will vet, um, we will vet uh, partners and organizations uh, before we bring those organizations to our members. Uh, I, I just recently, I had a member, uh, Hispanic member, that uh, there's a language barrier, and someone just really took advantage of him in regards to getting his authority, and um, you know. Tags and plates and things of that nature. I mean, they just really drained him, and he had nothing to show for it. So these are things that we step up and we go and fight on our members' behalf. Uh, I have members that call with legal issues, uh, whether they are carriers or owner operators leased on the companies, uh, and they don't know how to deal with these issues or where to start. 
we have a strong legal network that we're part of, and we, uh, you know, we go to bat for our members in those situations. And you know, I've been known to pick up the phone and make phone calls. Uh, on behalf of our members to help resolve issues and find resolution. So, uh, as you, you mentioned earlier, Rico, that's so important. We have to get this industry to a place where uh, it, it's being run properly, and we expose bad organizations, whether it be carriers, whether it be drivers, or whether it be corporations or people, pass themselves off as legitimate uh, and, and, and constantly taking advantage of, uh, you know, the, the, the small guys and the truckers in the industry. Something that you said earlier, too, I want to try to uh, bring back, uh, you know, uh, get into. Um, we talked about, you talked about naming, uh, helping companies name themselves. Now, can, can you give some of the listeners some advice? We got a, we got a, we got a lot of people that are, that are listening in that are uh, in, the, in the transition of interested in finding out more about rates and lanes and everything, which is what this podcast is primarily focused on. But uh, and the thing that we wanted to bring you on tonight to talk about as well was that the opportunity to actually get a chance to meet some direct shippers at the uh, Top Rank Expo and, and actually and, and by the benefits of being a member of the National Minority Truck Association to be able to open up some of those doors to get to those direct uh, customers. But maybe you can speak to a little bit about the, uh, you know, the, the image problem that, that that sometimes we we get this American dream thing in our head that we're going to start our own business and that we're going to well it's my business and I can call it what I want to call it and, and things but maybe you can speak to just the, uh, the, the the presentation that you want to present to uh, someone when it comes to dealing with corporate America and and that's so uh, important and that's a very good question and these are the things that I talk about daily with our members uh, image is important. Uh, everything about how you present yourself is important. Uh, I, and I've been on all sides. When you have to keep in mind that even as a small carrier or an aspiring carrier, you're competing. This is one of the most competitive industries in, in the country and in the world. You're competing with the big boys. So they have salespeople and they have marketing people that are out tapping on doors and making phone calls, uh, trying to get the same piece of business. So everybody's competing for the same piece of business. What sets you apart? Quality service and presentation is important. Uh, there's a lot that can be said about uh, anyone when they look at how your business is marketed, whether it be your website, uh, whether it be your marketing materials or brochure or business card. That's the first line of, of presentation that you'll present to someone is your business card. Uh, and your name says a lot. I had one friend from a fuel car company that made a presentation at one of our seminars, and he talked about naming your company. Uh, people take, you know, nicknames and things of that nature and, you know, they'll slap it on their trucks. And uh, that speaks a lot to uh, someone who's a decision maker. Will I entrust my freight with a small company or a company that is not professionally run and structured? There are a lot of things that speaks to, uh, you know, what I have some uh, supplier diversity uh, consultants that have said to me that uh, they'll look at your articles. Your articles in corporation, they'll, they'll look at bylaws and things of that nature because if, if, if the basic fundamental things aren't in place and they're not professionally done, what does that tell me about the rest of your business? So when, so when people are wow. trusting you with millions of dollars of, of, of freight, this is big business. Uh, people's jobs are on the line when I give you that shipment. So uh, these are things that people on corporate America, they look at. They have a bar. They have a standard. So they will examine your company before they entrust you and do business with you. It's a partnership. Uh, 
So uh, I've even tossed some of these uh, questionnaires out from a major corporation uh, prior to a bid. I won't mention the corporation's name, but they send out a questionnaire. And I've had some of our members <clears throat> that were presented <clears throat> excuse me, with these opportunities that once they read the, the, the questionnaire, they were intimidated. And they realized, I'm not ready for that opportunity. Because there are questions that are being asked about your company, your company's history, your performance, uh, certain things that these corporations want to see before they engage and do business with you. They need to know that you're ready to do business at this level because you not only represent yourself, but you represent them every time you pick up their shipment and you move. So it's big business. So people need to know that you're stable, that you're solid. And a lot of that has to do with your presentation. Uh, we can see certain things right off the bat. Uh, when you come out, if you come out, if you have a brochure, if you have a website, I mean, people need to know that it's 2015. Uh, you know, if you don't have a website, how legitimate is your business? And, and little things really matter. So, and what you name your company, these are things that really matter. Are you going to grow into that name? Do you have a logo? Uh, is your logo professionally done by a graphics artists? Or have you pulled some clip art? and just, you know, throwing it on a business card. I mean, these are little things, but it matters. Presentation matters. And we all know in this industry, ultimately, it's about performance. Uh, if you don't perform, uh, you know, uh, that, that's the, that's the, the, the ultimate uh, idea is to be able to perform. But all these things come down to how you lay your foundation. Uh, if you lay your foundation properly and efficiently, and you're able to run and manage your operations. And I think too often uh, the small guys think that it's just about picking up the freight and delivering the freight. Well, that's not it. Sometimes that's the easiest part of it. Uh, knowing how to manage your operations, knowing how to go out and get contracts and accounts, and managing that operations. In, in, in my seminars, I typically ask a question, how many CDL holders do we have? And almost everybody raises their hand. Then my next question is, how many of you have ever worked inside of a trucking operations before? And literally no hands go up. If you've never worked in an operations and dispatch and sales and marketing, safety and compliance, I mean, how do you expect to be able to run and grow a trucking company if you don't know what that looks like? Managing the operations is the key. Every aspect of that determines how the business is run. Uh, you know, so... These are the things that we have to get the training and education, and truckers historically don't have that level of training. They're only trained to drive trucks. So we have to get the fundamental business, and maybe that's not everybody's forte. Everybody may not be a sales and marketing person, but you have to find somebody to put in that position to go out and do that. I'm right. like, well, how do we get contracts? Right. How do we get accounts? Who's selling? Who's selling the business? And in any business, you have to sell and market your business. This is a very competitive industry. If not, you'll be on the hamster wheel. You'll be running, but you're not going anywhere. Uh, so, you know, these are the types of things that we are educating and teaching and helping people, you know, in a fundamental process to get there and achieve that goal. And this is it. And like I said, just to remind everyone, this is a free, uh, the expo is free on May the 2nd. Uh, Kevin, you, you ready to take some questions? Got got somebody got their hand raised want to ask a question. I don't have my call screen of the night. Okay. Uh, but we're going to go okay. ahead and try to take a, take a few callers. Take a few callers here. Yes. Let's see. Uh, caller calling in from area code 541. You're on live with Rico and Kevin. How can we help? Uh, what's your question? Hello, caller. Uh-oh. We'll put 
put we'll put him back on hold. Maybe he forgot. Maybe he forgot. He pushed the button. I don't know. But uh, we've got quite a few calls on the line tonight. If you want, if you got any questions for myself or uh, for Kevin Reed, you can go ahead and press number one. That'll put you in the queue, and we'll come to you and, and try to help you out as best we can. Now, Kevin, let me ask you this question: What what opportunities are can you help maybe shed some light on? One of the biggest things. Is, we kind of touched on it briefly there for a second. But one of the biggest things that a lot of people struggle with is the one- and two-truck guy being able to uh, uh, try to go out and secure direct customers, being able to go out and talk to someone. Um, is, there, is there any kind of insight or anything that you might be able to help uh, help listeners out with on that tonight? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to kind of back up and then come back to that. Uh, and because I, I deal with this so much every day uh, in dealing with our members, I, I, I find that sometimes people put the cart before the horse, and, and I'm going to continue to say something I said earlier. I want to advise people, before you go out and buy a truck to start a trucking business, again, lay the foundation first. Uh, let purchasing the truck and getting the authority, let that be the last thing you do on the list. But get the foundation laid. Uh, lay the business out, structure it, and get yourselves prepared. Because once you go out and buy the people go out and buy the truck, and then they're 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 forced by 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 you know by you know you're forced at that point to go out and start generating business. Because now you got the truck note, now you got the insurance, so you have to run. Uh, but your foundation is not laid. So before you can go out and start to acquire customers. Make sure that your business is structured, you've gotten a proper education, you're automated, you have a simple, comprehensive truck and software that you can use to keep up and keep up with settlements, keep up with fuels, your history, your fuel taxes, uh, everything, so that you can see your numbers and know that you're profitable and, and understand how you're going to grow that business. Because uh, when, when an opportunity is presented, oftentimes, and it may require you to have five or ten trucks and you've got one truck, people put themselves in a financial strain by running out and trying to acquire the equipment to meet that opportunity. And I've seen this happen, uh, you know, way too often. But if you haven't learned how to manage one or two trucks, how are you going to manage ten? Because that's a whole nother level of, of financial uh, uh, needs, and, and, and that's a whole nother level of stress. So, uh, you know, going out and getting the accounts, uh, you know, in a lot of my classes, first of all, as I said earlier, it's about uh, having your, your your presentation together, your marketing materials together, whether they be electronic or hard copies. And somebody's got to get on the phone. Get on the phone and start making phone calls. I typically say between 8 and 10 o'clock every morning, that's when you make your phone calls. Uh, you make the phone calls. You make 30, 40, 50 calls a day, whatever the case may be, and you get your company's name and you get your information out. Because understanding that anybody that needs a carrier already has one. So it's a competitive business, not like there are very few people you're going to call that need a carrier that don't have one. So you have to get your information in front of people consistently, and at some point, they're going to give you a shot. At some point, there's going to be a difficult lane or something out there, and you're going to have the opportunity to, to get a shot at it. And when you do, then you have to perform, and you have to know what it's going to look like and, and not go out and solicit business, and you, you're not able to manage it on the back end. So that that's a disaster, and I've kind of been there too, but it, it's about selling. Uh, someone has to sell consistently. If not, then you'll be uh, uh, subject to brokers. You'll be, and there's nothing wrong. Good, good freight is good freight, no matter where it comes from. <clears throat> but uh, too often, 
you know, the, the, those are, are, are lopsided opportunities, and they don't always fare well because there's always the myth that I can get my authority and go to the load boards and pull freight off the load boards and I'll survive. And that's why 85% of the registered carriers are out of business every year. Within one year, they're out of business. That means there's a lot of uh, uh, MC numbers that come in and go out in less than 12 months. Wow. And that reason, historically, is because of education. Um, and a lot of people don't really recognize just how many carriers come in and out of this industry every year. It's an astronomical amount of numbers. Wow. We got somebody else who's got the hand raised real quickly. Let's try and get them in. Caller calling in from uh, 775 area code. You're on live with Rico and Kevin. What's your What's your name and what's your question? Hello, caller. Uh oh. We'll put We'll put them back on hold too. <laughs> but uh, that you just said something that really just blew my socks off. There. So you're saying that what was the, What was that number again of the people that come in and out of the industry? Yeah, about eighty five percent of the registered carriers in the U.S. Are, are from the time they get their MC number within a year, they're out of business. That, that's almost nine out of ten. Uh, we, we've had one year, as I was looking at the statistics, we had lost over, I forget what year it was, we had lost over 10,000 carriers within a year's time uh, that, that their MC numbers were gone. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, you know, this is, I say that trucking is one of the most unforgiving uh, businesses I've ever been in. It's very unforgiving. The profit margins uh, can be very thin, and, and that's why it's vitally important to, to know how to manage the business. There are a lot of myths in this industry about how to make money. Uh, and, and we have to, you know, we're, we're destroying the myths and, and giving people the, the one, the realities and understanding the things that will impact the bottom line. Uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, uh, miles don't always equal profitability, being profitable. Come on, man. And- Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't always equal profitability. Uh, you know, maintaining the equipment, uh, just l- little things, you know, fuel, uh, you know, maintaining your fuel and managing your fuel usage. All these things impact the bottom line, making sure your equipment is properly maintenance. You know, I've shown numbers in my seminars that when you can cut costs in small areas, it can impact your bottom line in a positive way at the end of the year at astronomical numbers. So these are all things that really matter, and, and, and that all comes back to the foundation and how you lay the foundation of the business and how you're going to manage it and run it. Uh, you know, the, the, the compliance issues are, 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 you know, tremendous, and uh, these are things that can put you out of business, uh, you know. And, and so, you know, just tearing down the myths and helping people to understand, you know, the realities. There's, I, I say there's a philosophy about every aspect of this business. You know, we talk about, um, you know, drivers and hiring drivers and being able to retain drivers. And I have so many members talk about, well, it's hard to find owner-operators. It's hard to, to, to get good drivers. I always ask, what do drivers see when they come to work for your company? Uh, whether you're a small company or a big company, what do they see when they come to work for your company? Uh, are you professional? Uh, do you manage your business properly? Because what they see is the type of mentality people are going to have when they come to work for your company. If they see you cutting corners, they're going to come with a corner-cutting type of mindset. So it's all about professionalism. It's all about presentation all the way around. And it's all about uh, how you manage everything. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think is never 
taught or mentioned in this industry, and, and I start each of my classes out with this, is, is we talk about leadership. Um, if you are going to be a business owner and you're going to hire people at any level, that means you're asking people to follow you and follow your vision. How are people going to follow your vision if you have not thought about what type of leader you're going to be and what type of organization mm-hmm. are you building? Why would I follow you if you're not going anywhere? And why would I stay with you if you can't take me somewhere? So with any business, you have to determine what type of leader you're going to be because you're asking people to follow you. So know that, and and you have to have a vision. I'm only going to follow somebody that has a vision because everybody wants to be on a winning team. So first have a vision and convey that vision to your drivers, convey that vision to your team. Uh, I've seen good and bad companies all over this industry, and there's a lot of bad ones. And it starts with leadership. I say that every organization is a, is is representation of its owners and its leadership. If there's drama in a company, that's because ownership and management allows it to be that way. There's a divide in most companies between the drivers and the operations. It's a us-against-them type of mentality, and it can't be that way. Uh, if you have a, if you're going to build a successful trucking business, you have to include everybody in on the vision. Everybody has to be a part of that vision. This is where we're going as a team. This is what we're going to do to build a successful company because we're all eating off the same plate. So when people buy Man, into I, the vision, I, I, I hate. I hate to interrupt you. We got this. This is Radio Gold. We got a couple people got their hands up again. We're gonna try to go back through. Uh, we're gonna give us a call from the seven seven five area code. Opportunity. Uh, before we move on, we're going to try it once again. Caller from the 775, you're on live with Rico and Kevin. What's your name and, and what's your question? All right, well, we'll, we'll put them back on hold. We'll go back to we'll go to the next caller. Caller, call in from the area code 720. You're up next. What's your name and what's your question? Yes, sir. My name is uh, Serena Tate, and I'm very interested in owning uh, my own truck, but I know I'm not ready. I've only been driving for a year and a half, and him talking about seminars and stuff like that is really what I'm interested in, but I'm an over-the-road driver, so does his uh, his uh, organization provide, like, online courses or anything like that? Very good question. We are working to create an online platform uh, that we're hoping to have up by the fall. Uh, you know, last year I was looking to do a, a national seminar tour because we had people that would fly into Atlanta from all over the country, but uh, I realized that that was a little bit too aggressive and it was too many things happening within the organization that I couldn't uh, do that type of travel schedule. But, yes, ma'am, we are preparing to have uh, our classes online and have a very strong online presence so that uh, you could kind of take those classes at your pace and, and, and be able to get them at an affordable price and uh, uh, get some good training there online. So, again, we're looking to have that available hopefully by early fall. And so right now everything is just uh, solely based in Atlanta? Yes. And, and, and this okay. class is every other month. I, I realized that I couldn't. Uh, I needed to offer them a little more often. So I'm, I'm doing one of these classes every other month. We're having one at the end of May uh, after the expo, and then there'll be one again in July and uh, September and up to the end of the year. Okay, okay. I'll yeah, definitely get on your you, online and look it up. Yes, ma'am. All right. And, and, with, and with that said, Kevin, uh, 
perfect opportunity before we go to the next caller. Uh, you want to go ahead and put the uh, put your website out there and um, information again, so that uh, the callers and listeners can have an opportunity to, to go check you out. Yes, our website is minoritytruckers.com. Again, that's www.minoritytruckers.com, and they can reach us toll-free at 800-971-3038. Again, that's 800-971-3038. Our calendar will be changing uh, within the next week. It will be updated with all of the new events. We're putting together a schedule of events throughout the rest of the year. Uh, which will include uh, our, our how to start maintain a successful trucking business, introduction of freight brokering. Uh, we have some other free uh, workshops. We're doing a we- workshop called Wealth Building for Truckers. It is a dynamic workshop that is free. We have some financial strategists that are coming in uh, teaching truckers how to retire, uh, how to invest their money, uh, safe places to invest their money, and, and build a, a legacy of wealth for their families. Uh, these are the types of valuable things we try to bring to our members. Uh, and as much as we can, we try to bring free workshops and free educational uh, opportunities uh, to just bring good things to our members. We're, you know, so there, that all this information is going to be on the website. Uh, and, and we're doing a small business boot camp for truckers in the fall. In, in partnership with Mutual of Omaha and the SBDC here in Georgia. Uh, so that's going to be in the fall, and it may be a two-, three-day event we're looking at. And we're going to have some great educators in business and finance and, and, and so many other areas. Uh, so there will be some information coming out about that shortly after the expo. So there will be a, a, a new updated calendar on the website within the next week or so. All right, we're going to go to move on to the next caller here, calling in from area code 414. Caller, what's your name and what's your question? You're on live with Rico and Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Rico. It's uh, Kevin. Hey, I'm uh... Hey. How are you how guys doing? I'm great, Good. Kevin. How are you? Good. Um, well, my first question was, do you have to be a minority to join the association? Absolutely not, Kevin. Uh, we, we, you know, Rico and I, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and I, and I get this question commonly. We are an all-inclusive organization. Uh, all of our members are not minorities. Uh, you know, we are here to help any truckers that need help. Uh, I, I like to say this: we're trying to build the best association in the industry, not the best minority association, but the best association, and that is to help any and all people that that need help and guidance uh, in the industry. Okay, and and my second question would be, you think you could quit with with the classes and all that? Could you take like a guy with one truck and have him understand business so well he could get to say fifty or a hundred trucks? That that's my specialty, Kevin. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> So absolutely, absolutely. I eat, sleep, and breathe this, Kevin. So yes, yes. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just having a little fun with you, but they they call me the Michael Jordan of the trucking industry, Kevin. So yeah. <laughs> okay, and then, um, well, my my mind went blank here for a minute. Um, I, I hope my okay. humor didn't trip you up there. No, no, uh, no. no. Uh, I, I had another question, and I I, I completely forgot what it was. Um, Okay. Uh, uh, oh, I know what it was. Uh, so, you pay the membership fee, and then the classes are 
cost cost money too, right? Yes, you are. Our, our classes are uh, three hundred for members and four hundred for non-members. Okay. Uh, so that we yeah we, but, we try to keep our classes but, but, but uh, at, at a relatively affordable yes. price. Okay. Just to interject before we start talking about the classes and everything, the, the main thing this week uh, that we, we brought uh, Kevin on was to talk about the Top Expo, to give some exposure to the Top Expo, and the Top Expo was free. Um, yes. Right. Yeah, I, I'd like right. to make right. that, and I don't know if I will or not, but I, I'm going to try. Great, well, if you're not going to make it, right. and, and and the reason I brought the reason the other thing is too, like I said, one to give an alternative for people that were not going to be able to make the CMC and everything. The CMC is basically just about sold out, and um, right. I, and I, I I just got my plane ticket to get ready to go out to Kansas City uh, uh, this week, and um, but you know gives gives us an opportunity to bring some more get some more tools out there to everyone that may not be able to make the CMC that may be in the be in the uh, southeastern region. Down here in the, in the Atlanta corridor area, you hear Saturday. What was the time on May second there again, Kevin? Uh, from nine to four. From nine a.m. to four p.m. So awesome. if you happen to be in the, in the area in, in the area in the, in the Atlanta Georgia area between those times on May second. Be a great opportunity for you to you know pop your head in and maybe see what all that the uh, that they have to offer. Okay. Yep. That's, that all was right. all my questions. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, I, I hit I hit the button a little bit too quick, but Kevin's still on hold. He can hear us. Um, just was trying, was trying to trying to trying to get through to uh get get all the calls in before we uh before we ended up our time wrapped up. Uh, caller calling in from three one six area code. You're on live with Rico and Kevin. What's your name and what's your question? Rico, it's Bruce Jensen. How are you tonight? Hey, Bruce, how you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate listening to your guest. I always I'm interested in, in, you know, expanding the horizons of the trucking industry and expanding my knowledge of it. Uh, the question I have for you, Kevin, is I'm, I'm definitely not a minority of any kind that makes any of the minority-based uh, business opportunities. And right. I've also checked into the SmartWay program to see if that would be something that I could take advantage of and my observation of that was that most of the customers who had put their freight out to be SmartWay certified only for, I mean, for SmartWay certified carriers were the big shippers such as Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, who primarily already contract with big major carriers of which most of them are SmartWay certified. I guess right. my question is, is the minority-based business really accessible for small to medium-sized carriers, or is it kind of like SmartWay, where you got to be a big boy to play with the big shippers? Well, that's a very good question, Bruce, and I was uh, out in Dallas a couple months back uh, at a meeting uh, with some executives from Walmart, and, and we are working on putting together a national consortium uh, of, of minority carriers. Again, uh, you know, typically those big contracts require the capacity, the same thing that you're speaking of, but 
we are getting a lot of recognition from large corporations that are understanding, uh, you know, and they have opportunities and they're approaching our organization about partnerships and about creating these opportunities for minority carriers. Uh, and, and as you said, even for, for anyone that is, uh, I, you know, I like to say a well-run company, uh, regardless of whether you're a minority or not, uh, and we have some members um, uh, that uh, very seldom use their minority status uh, to acquire business. They just go and perform. Uh, and if you perform and perform well and you know how to, 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 to market and present your business professionally and, and perform well, you can walk into the door of any company and, and have opportunities. And, and, again, it's all about presentation and professionalism and reliability. Uh, and you can only pull that thing out when necessary. And, and But there are uh, numerous opportunities that uh, I think one of the things we're doing as an organization is helping corporate America to understand the big gap. Uh, I, I think a lot of times they don't understand uh, what the, the, the struggles and the obstacles are for minority carriers. Uh, so the expectations are so high. But, again, there's no one who's ever come along to represent minority truckers and carriers in the industry that could speak to what those deficiencies and obstacles are to, to help corporate America to understand what they are and try to bridge that gap and create those opportunities. But yet, at the same token, if there isn't the ability to, to run and function professionally and perform, it doesn't matter. So we're, we're, we, we, I understand. So we're, we're trying to, uh, again, build them up make them better, help them to perform better, and understand what the expectations are so that they can go to those opportunities. And hopefully corporate America will begin to open up the opportunities to uh, allow smaller fleets to, to get in on some of these opportunities and grow. And one of the things we're doing is uh, bringing in some minority 3PLs that can uh, manage uh, contracts on a much larger basis and then be able to uh, broker that out to the smaller minority-owned uh, uh, firms so that they can participate but not be overwhelmed with the capacity issue. Well, what, what Bruce was here, I think his question mainly, he's speaking to, by him not being a minority, what kind, what, what, what benefit can he, can he uh, uh, what, what kind of benefit can he um, extract from the National Minority Truckers Association? Okay, good, good. Well, again, Bruce, my, my thing is always to, to help you to, uh, to, to, to build that company and, uh, and, and take you to the opportunities, period. You, you don't have to be a minority to, to be able to go and bid because, again, the opportunities are out there, and, and we have the partnerships that we can bring uh, any member to those opportunities. And, again, as I said, I have members that are non-minorities that have come looking for the help and, and, and the education and the guidance to put together companies uh, so that they can scale up and go to those opportunities. So, uh, you know, we, we, we don't, uh, you know, we don't discriminate in any way. Uh, again, we're about helping uh, truckers to, to, to build their businesses and, and just make sure that when we introduce you to our corporate partners and to those opportunities that you're ready to go out there and perform. So the value is just coming to us and allowing us to help you to get there. And, and, and that's what we do. And I like to say we do that better than anyone in the industry uh, because the opportunities are real and they're plentiful. I, I, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, the opportunities are, are more plentiful than we have members that are ready for them. And, and that's the unfortunate part. But, yeah, the opportunities are definitely here. 
Okay, I had to put Bruce back on. We got about 60 seconds left in the program. I wanted to give you real quickly, Kevin, if you can take about 30 seconds and get your contact information out there. And we want to take one last caller from area code 704. So, Kevin, you go ahead and give your contact information, and then we'll try and get this last squeeze, this last caller in. Okay, again, they can uh, reach us at minoritytruckers.com or call us at 1-800-971-3038, or they can email us at info at minoritytruckers.com. And the expo is Saturday, May 2nd uh, at the Cobb Galleria at 2 Galleria Parkway in Atlanta uh, from 9 to 4. It's a free event, and you can register online at the uh, NMTA website. All right, and... We got it. We'll try and squeeze the last caller in, calling in from area code 704. Caller, what's your name? Question real quickly. Hey, Rico, it's Jim in Charlotte. Hey, Kevin. Too. Hey, how are you, Jim? Yes, it's great to hear. This is a great uh, deal, Rico. So, but hey, I was just going to, I had a question, but I'll actually throw out, I've been doing some loads for Dreamcatcher expediting out of Michigan. I wondered if you were worked with them ever. They're, they're Native American women-owned uh, broker. No, no, I haven't. No, I, have not. no I, ha- I haven't worked with. No, neither one of them. I, I haven't had opportunity to work with those guys. Yeah, I've been getting some good. You know, t- well, I hate. I don't want to give it. A- <laughs> I'm getting some good loads out of Charlotte. I'll tell you that. And there, and I'm very impressed with their companies so far. But they're strictly, you know, Native American. I don't know. It's pretty cool. But I, I won't ask my question since it's the end. But I will say it's been a great show. Great, thank you. All so right, much. Jim. Well, we appreciate. We, we, you could you could have went in and got your question in there. We got you on here now. We, 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 well, we probably won't make the recording, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, okay. So, so uh, Kevin, we're new. My wife and I started you know, our, with our authority about in January this year, and and we I registered. Well, two things. We named it after my dogs. I heard you talking about names. And I was laughing because I paid a ad agency like five hundred dollars to try to come up with a name that's not used already. And I really got right. no good names from them. So I went with my dog's nickname, which is Kerplopus, K-I-R-P-L-O-P-U-S, which a lot of people laugh at. But I have had a lot of shippers think that it's cute, you know, but I don't know what to, I'm, I'm mixed, I'm still torn because I can easily <laughs> change it. But, right. it, you know, so I've got, so I did hire a professional graphic company to, my dog was a black and t- tan coonhound. So I've got a logo of that dog on the side of the truck and it's, it looks cool, I think, but I don't know if it's, a lot of shippers do ask, like, "What? Well, how do you spell it? What is it?" So it's it's not um, it's not perfect. So I right. just wondered if you have connections to help come up with those catchy names and then help build um, websites and all those things that that should be done. Like you were saying, like there's so many people that say they can build a website, but how do you know which ones to use? You know. Exactly. Well, I've gone through uh, numerous until we found uh, individuals that can provide that at a very, very, very affordable price. Uh, unlike anything else you can get out here for, and we have a, a very great uh, 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 partnerships with graphic designers that do top-notch professional work. And again, we leverage our collective buying power to negotiate better deals at better prices. So, you know, when there's, you know, uh, a million of us across the country, you know, we can uh, say to somebody, hey, you, you know, you can give us a pretty good price for that type of volume business. So, yeah, we, we, we can provide those services. Like I said, we, anything that you'll need in building your business, we've got it. I, I literally have, I don't think I've missed much of anything. So we, we help in those areas as well. Well, great. And you, you may want to check out Dreamcatcher Expediting Out. They're, they're, I think you, if you've got like a minority trucker, it's because they're a broker company. 
and, and if you have a big, huge company like, well, I, I don't, I don't want to throw names out, but if, they, if the companies are trying right. to meet quotas or something, that would be a perfect match. Great, great, great. Well, I appreciate right. that. I appreciate your calling in as well. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's great info. I'll, I'll uh, look you up. Appreciate, appreciate it, uh, Jim. Now, now Kevin, um, we ended pretty much the recording session of the podcast, but we get, still got a couple of calls uh, listening in and everything. So if you want to, before, while we're wrapping up, you can go ahead and uh, get your contact information out there again for everybody still listening in. Okay. Again, that's uh website is uh, com, and we can also be reached at 1-800-971-3038. Or you can email us at, at info at minoritytruckers.com. And again, the, the uh, expo is Saturday, May 2nd uh, at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta. Uh, it's free registration. Uh, great. Uh, it's a, the Truckers Opportunity Expo. Come out, get connected, stay connected. Good deal. And now what I'll try and do is put links to all of this on the uh, Rates and Lanes podcast page on Facebook. I'll try and put, the, uh, put those links in that specific place. So if you're not already liking that page, go and like the page. And once again, we'd like to thank everyone for their support and for listening in. We'd also like to extend our thanks to uh, Kevin Rutherford and Lisa Rutherford and, and the entire Let's Truck team. And of course, we would be remiss if we're not extending our thanks and, and uh Thanks over to Mr. Kevin Reed for coming on the Race and Lane podcast and joining us tonight, Kevin. We appreciate it. It was a blast. Man, the hour just flew by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it but did, we, uh, it we, did. We and appreciate I appreciate you for having me on. Not a problem. No, Not a problem. I look forward to maybe trying to do it okay. Yes, sir. Maybe yes, look forward to yes, trying maybe doing it again. All right. Thank you. Yes, Good sir. night, I everyone. God bless you. Be safe out there. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-PUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.